0: All right, let's bring him in. He has a brand new show, and he's a good friend of ours. It is B.J. Glasser. Giving out his plays. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him. Back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. It's P.J. Glasser. Oh, yeah. We love P.J. here on the show. We have to talk about his brand new show. Send it in every weekday at 1.30 in the East. Lots of fun action, big wins, and it's very interactive, too. So follow BetQL app on Twitter. Vote on which bets you like. Share your own tips and stories. And this show exclusively on Twitch YouTube and the BetQL app. All right, PJ. Good morning to you. Great to have you along with us. And thank God someone here has the cojones to bet on the play-in games tonight because I do not. We got the Heat laying five and a half, hosting the Hawks. Where are you going tonight, my friend?
2: Yeah, so this Heat Hawks game. Um you know, guys. Last year, in the in these playing games, these six playing games, the unders went six and zero. The over actually just ticked up a point in this Hawks eat game as we're talking from two twenty six and a half to two twenty seven and a half. But I like the under uh Miami I think is going to win the game I think they have a good chance at covering the spread as well I think that correlates to an under because they're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA I think they're going to frustrate Atlanta so I would look at the under 227 and a half there and then Minnesota and the Lakers I think the Lakers win but I like Minnesota a lot at plus eight and a half I think Everybody wants to fade Minnesota right now because Rudy Gobert suspended. He just punched one of his teammates. Nobody wants to back the Timberwolves. The Lakers are already one of the most public teams in the NBA, not only the NBA, but really all of professional sports. Any team that LeBron's on, people love. The Lakers, people love. So the fact that I'm getting one of the most publicly bet teams in the Lakers versus a team right now that nobody wants any part of, Sometimes guys, those teams are the teams worth back. I think about like the Colts and the Raiders when the Colts fired Frank, Wright, Jeff Saturday stepped in. Nobody wanted the Colts. Everybody thought the Colts were an absolute dumpster fire. What did they do? They beat the Raiders that week. So I don't know if the Timberwolves can win this game tonight, but I will take them plus eight and a half to cover the spread against the Lakers.
1: I think there's two reasons why maybe the Timberwolves can keep it close. Anthony Edwards, And Carl Anthony Towns, like those are two guys that if they get hot, I think offensively, they can probably hang with the Lakers squad that isn't like a shooting team like they're going to get their buckets down low. Uh, So maybe if they can jack up enough threes, they can at least cover this number. So I do like your read there. Uh, Let's go to this Kings Warrior series. I think Mm -hmm. we've agreed that we think this is the most interesting first round series of all of them in the NBA postseason the Warriors big favorites on the series price minus 275 Kings plus 210 but yet the Kings are favored in the first game the math ain't math in here at least according to my eyes
2: (laughs) it ain't math in Chelsea I can see why the Kings are favored. their first playoff game in 16 years they're at home against the defending champions obviously Sacramento and Golden State geographically aren't that far from each other so it's going to be an awesome game it's going to be an awesome environment my favorite bet in this game is King's first quarter. I don't think the number's out yet. They're going to come out so amped, so fired up, so ready to go that I think you you take advantage of that energy. You take advantage of that aggression that they're going to play in the first 12 minutes. So I love King's first quarter whenever that comes out. As for the game, I think a lot of people are going to like the Kings because, again, it's the first game at home in 16 years against the Warriors, and they're just going to be ready to go and fire it up. Um, I'm just going with Kings first quarter and maybe look to attack that first game live. As for the series – I I like Golden State, guys. I know a bunch of people are going to take the Sacramento Kings to win this series. I'm going to use another cross-sport analogy for you, though. To me, this reminds me of when the Mariners played the Astros last year in the MLB playoffs. The Mariners were a team that broke a long playoff drought. They were going up against a a team who had dominated baseball for the last five or six years, who had made the ALCS World Series a bunch of times. What the Astros do, they swept them in that series. Now, I don't expect the Warriors to sweep the Kings, but I expect their championship pedigree, their veteran experience to kind of wear the Kings down in this series. I think this is like a five- or six-game series. I like Golden State to win it. But Kings' first quarter, guys, that is the play I love most.
0: Oh, I like that. A first quarter play. We're talking to P.J. Glasser, host of Send It In every weekday at 1.30 in the East. Okay, let's transition to a little football here because the Ravens made news a couple days ago when they signed Odell Beckham Jr. So do you think this is a good signing and does it help or move the needle at all with Lamar Jackson? I do like the signing Janks because I don't think
2: Odell can be a wide receiver number one anymore, but I think he can be a really good wide receiver number two. And that's what he's going to be on the Ravens Rashad Bateman's going to be back from injury. He's going to be their Number one, Mark Andrews honestly might be their wide receiver number one. And he's a tight yeah. end, right? I mean, Lamar loves throwing the ball to him. Um, and then Isaiah likely is going to be tight end. Number two. I'm excited to watch him in year two jk dobbins and gus edwards too like we forget that both of those guys tore their acl in the preseason a couple of years ago and they're going to enter a season healthy for the first time in a couple of years ravens offense is going to be really good if lamar comes back i think with this odell signing though i think he does come back like why would odell sign with baltimore if he thought he was catching passes from snoop huntley or if he thought he was catching passes from some rookie or some veteran? him and Lamar were FaceTiming the other day after he signed like I don't know if they're going to reach a long-term deal with Lamar this offseason I think there's a very good chance he plays on the tag but week one I expect him to be under center for the Ravens and this Odell signing I think was kind of validation for that so very excited to watch Odell and uh, I- I'm-, I'm excited that I think Lamar is going to be back too.
1: Every time I hear about Odell Beckham Jr., I always think of Cam Newton calling him Lil Odell, and so I always think of him as Lil Odell over there with the Ravens now. Uh, It looks like you have some place for the RBC Heritage. Masters move over. It's time for more golf bets. PJ, what you got?
2: Yeah, Chelsea, tired Masters, wired RBC Heritage, right? Like We got (laughs) another great field this week. At Hilton Head. So no Rory McIlroy. He was going to be one of the favorites in this tournament, but he withdrew after he missed the cut at Augusta. Patrick Cantlay at 12 to 1 is the guy I am looking at. If you like course history, Cantlay has played this event five times. He has finished top seven or better four Of those times. Now, this is the best field that'll ever take part at the RBC Heritage, but because Cantlay's played it five times, he's played so well. I expect him to be in contention. Other guy that I love is Cameron Young at 20 to 1. Cam Young, it seems like the big events, he always plays well, but the key factor is Webb Simpson, who always played well here. He's a past champion. His former caddy is now the caddy for Cameron Young. So Paul Testori knows all about this course. He knows how to win here. He knows how to ha- have success. By the way, Cam Young finished third at this event last year, so didn't play too bad either. Give me Cantlay and Cameron Young as the two guys I like this week at RBC Heritage. I think uh, one of those two guys probably going to win.
0: PJ, I got about two and a half minutes here. I just wanted your opinion on Rory McIlroy, who is not playing in this event, and you can speculate all you want about why he's not playing. Maybe he needs a break from the Masters. Is he ever going to get the green jacket? Is he in his head? Just what's your take from watching him?
2: Yeah, Jenks. You know, I I was talking about this with people the other day. So that was his ninth Mm -hmm. try at the Grand Slam. That was, you know, he was trying to win the green jacket, obviously. I just don't know if he's ever going to do it. I think we were talking about it on the show last week. The Masters has to be the toughest leg of the Grand Slam to capture if that's the last one you're going after because it's the tournament. It's the same course every single year. You know, Jordan Spieth is trying to complete the Grand Slam and win the PGA Championship, but they rotate different courses, and I I think that's a big benefit to him because he can play these new courses fresh. There are no demons that he has on certain holes. I just don't know if Rory's ever going to do it, guys. This is the fifth straight year. He started the first round of the Masters over par. He can never get off to a good start so, Jenks, to answer your question, as great as Rory is, he's an all-timer. He's one of the best golfers ever. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he's ever going to do it at Augusta. I hope he does, but, man, missing the cut uh, again this year, it's just I don't know if, if Rory's ever going to do it.
0: No, it's really tough to watch because, as you said, one of the greats, and I think we're all kind of rooting for him to do it. It just yeah, doesn't feel sure. like he's going to. He is the co-host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East and also host of Send It In every weekday at one thirty Eastern. It is our friend, PJ Glasser. PJ, we always love having you on the show. Thanks so much. Always, guys. Thank you. Ah, Chelsea. Maybe one day Roy will get it done. I'm just really rooting for him. And it, it's one thing to, you know – You you play and you're close. It's quite another to miss the cut completely. So I feel like there's something mental going on there because he was playing so well going in.
1: It is a monkey on his back. No matter what he says, I think there is some stress there. And I read this about all the players who have completed the Grand Slam. They all did it with like two or three years of, you know, completing uh, or winning all those tournaments. So it's been what, eight years for Rory? I think the Mm -hmm. window might have closed. And at this point, it's going to be a mental block every single time he goes there.
0: Uh, I know. I don't want that to be the case. It felt like if it was ever going to happen, this was supposed to be the year.
1: For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.